For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject our spiritual journey from Egypt to the Promised Land. This is part six of the series. So when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they were instructed to take a lamb, bring it into their household for four days, to kill the lamb and put the blood of the lamb on their doorposts. And in their obedience and faithfulness to do so, they were delivered from the judgments upon Pharaoh in Egypt. And the celebration of this event is what we call Passover. The Hebrew word for Passover is Pesach. It was the deliverance of the children of Israel out of Egypt and the bondage of Egypt. Therefore, Passover or Pesach is called the Festival of Freedom. Why or how is Passover the Festival of Freedom? For the children of Israel, it was deliverance from their physical bondage. And it teaches us about our deliverance that Yeshua provides for us from our spiritual bondage. And what is our spiritual bondage? When we serve sin, we're a servant to sin, as Yeshua said in John chapter 8, verse 34. And what do we call our redemption or salvation from the world, the world system? When we apply Yeshua's shed blood on the tree and receive his redemptive work in our hearts and our lives? Christians refer to this as being saved or being born again. So the spiritual application of historical Passover of the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt is salvation in Yeshua the Messiah. And Passover is called the Lord's Passover because oftentimes in traditional Christianity we see Passover as being a Jewish holiday. But the scripture tells us in Exodus chapter 12 verses 11 and verse 13, And thus ye shall eat it, that is, the Passover lamb, with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand, and ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover, and the blood shall be to you for a token upon your houses where you are. And when I see the blood, spiritually, when I see the blood of Yeshua, that you've received what he did in dying on the tree for the forgiveness of your sins, when you've received him into your heart and your life, and when the Father sees Yeshua's blood upon your heart and your life, he will pass over you. The judgment for rejecting Yeshua as Savior and Lord, you will not receive that judgment like others who don't receive Yeshua will do. So I will pass over you and the plague will not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. The Hebrew word for Passover is Pesach. 
So how can we apply this to our faith in Yeshua as the Messiah? Well, when we accept him and his shed blood for the forgiveness of our sins, when we ask him into our heart and our lives to be Savior and Lord of our lives, we're passing over from death and sin to his salvation or redemption that he provides for us. Also, when we live in obedience to him, by faith and in trusting in him and making him Lord of our lives, the blood of Yeshua hovers over or is a covering over our lives to give us divine protection from the attacks from the devil or the evil one. So while the God of Israel commanded the children of Israel to bring a physical lamb into their house, keep it for four days, to slay it, and to put the blood of the lamb upon their door houses, spiritually, Yeshua is our Passover lamb. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, Purge out therefore the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as you are unleavened. Unleavened means without sin. That is through the redemptive work of Yeshua, through his shed blood. For even Messiah, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. So historically, the literal physical blood of the Lamb, the God of Israel commanded to be put on the doorways and the doorposts of the houses of the children of Israel. In Exodus chapter 12 verse 13 it is written, And the blood shall be to you for a token or a sign upon your houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. So we see that the blood of the historical physical lambs of the children of Israel was to put on their doorways or their doorposts. This instruction is in Exodus chapter 12, verses 21 and 22. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, Draw out and take you a lamb according to your families, and kill the Passover. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. So the blood was to be put on the door. Our lives or our body is spiritually a house house and Yeshua is the door. In John chapter 10, verse 7, verses 9 and 11, it is written, Then said Yeshua unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. I am the door. By me, if any man enters in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. So the door into our heart or our lives is our heart. And we are to have a circumcised heart. In Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 12 and verse 16, it is written, And now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. Circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart and be no more stiff-necked. So the Torah requires that his people have circumcised hearts. That's why Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 3 verse 3, For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Messiah Yeshua and have no confidence in the flesh. It is the blood of Yeshua that redeems us from sin. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 and verse 7 it is written, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Yeshua Messiah, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Messiah, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. And then in 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 18 and 19 it is written, Forasmuch as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Messiah, as a lamb without blemish and without spot. 
So in Exodus chapter 12 and verse 3, we see that the lamb was designated to be for each household. In Exodus chapter 12 verse 3, it is written, Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. So in this we can see the principle that the God of Israel wants every household to be saved, redeemed, or delivered from the sin and the bondage of this evil world. Spiritually, believers in Yeshua are his house. In Hebrews chapter 3, verse 6, But Messiah as a son over his own house. Whose house are we? And then in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, You also as lively stones, you're built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Yeshua Messiah. So the redeemed, saved, delivered family of Yeshua are members of his household of faith. In Galatians chapter 6 verse 10 it is written, As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Then in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 it is written, Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints, and of the household of God. So the God of Israel desires and wants salvation or redemption to be for every household. We can see this principle from Joshua chapter 24 verse 15. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We can see then in Acts chapter 16 verse 31, and they said, Believe on the Lord Yeshua Messiah, and you will be saved and your house. Acts chapter 18 verse 8, and Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his house, and many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were immersed. So we see a progression in the scriptures that not only is the lamb designated for a house, but the lamb was offered for a nation and ultimately the world. In Exodus chapter 12 verse 3, we see the designation of the lamb for every household in Egypt. As it is written, Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. And then in John chapter 11, verses 50 and 51, we see that the Lamb of God is for the entire nation. Nor consider that it's expedient for us that one man should die for the people, and that the whole nation perish not. And this spake he, not of himself, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Yeshua would die for that nation. And then Yochanan the Immerser, John the Baptist, declares in John chapter 1, verse 29, that Yeshua, the Lamb of God, is for the entire world. The next day John sees Yeshua coming unto him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. So once again, in John chapter 1, verse 29, we see that Yochanan the Immerser, or John the Baptist, declared Yeshua as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And we can further see how Scripture tells us that Yeshua died for the sins of the world from John chapter 10, verses 17 and 18, as it is written. Therefore does my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it again. No man takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. 
I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. This commandment have I received of my Father. And then in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And based upon we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, as a result, Paul explains in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, But God commanded his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Messiah died for us. We can see how Yeshua died for our sins from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3, as it is written. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Messiah died for our sins according to the scriptures. We can see that Yeshua died for our sins from Galatians chapter 1, verses 3 and verse 4, as it is written. Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Yeshua Messiah, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. Paul continues to explain how Messiah died for our sins in Titus chapter 2, verse 2 and verse 14, as it is written, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Messiah Yeshua, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. Continuing to emphasize this point from 1 John chapter 2, verse 2, And he, Yeshua, is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Then in 1 John chapter 4, verse 10, Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. So now as we look at the details regarding the commandments of the Passover lamb, in doing so we're going to see the spiritual application to believers in Yeshua as Messiah, seeing that what happened and what was commanded to the children of Israel historically and literally is a spiritual example and blueprint for believers in Yeshua as the Messiah. In Exodus chapter 12 verses 8 through 10 it is written, And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread and bitter herbs shall they eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden at all with water, but roast with fire, his head, with his legs, and with the pertinence thereof. And ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, and that which remains of it until the morning ye shall burn with fire. So, in these verses we can see that the body of the lamb must be eaten. Yeshua is our Passover lamb. And with the setting being Passover in John chapter 6, Yeshua is going to take the principle that you are to eat the body or the flesh of the lamb and apply it to himself who is the Passover lamb, as John the Baptist stated in John chapter 1 verse 29. So now in John chapter 6 verse 4 it is written, In the Passover a feast of the Jews was near. Continuing in John chapter 6 verse 51, Yeshua said, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eats of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. We can see how when Yeshua died on the tree, he did so as the Lamb of God. In John chapter 5 verse 24, it is written, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that hears my word and believes on him that sent me has everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Passover. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. Purge out therefore the old leaven, that you may be a new leaven, as you are unleavened. For even Messiah our Passover is sacrificed 
for us. So on the deeper spiritual level, eating the lamb means believing that Yeshua is the Messiah. So when you eat something, you become one with it. And when you become one with something, you're not only partnering with it, you are becoming one with it. So the physical eating of the lamb spiritually represents eating of Yeshua, which means you become one with him, you become a partner with him, which means you believe on him, that he's the Messiah, and that he shed his blood on the tree for the forgiveness of our sins. In John chapter 6, verses 52 to 57, it is written, The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? They were thinking literally. But Yeshua is speaking spiritually. Then Yeshua said to them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man, which means unless you believe on him, and drink his blood, that means be in covenant relationship with him, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh or believes on him and drinks my blood is in covenant relationship with him, has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed. And here Yeshua is doing a play on the Hebrew because the Hebrew word for flesh is basar, which also means meat. And this word basar is also translated as gospel. So we're to believe the gospel. We're to believe the basar, which in Hebrew is flesh, which is meat. So that's why Yeshua says, my flesh is meat indeed. In my blood, meaning being in covenant with him, is drink indeed. And he that eats my flesh, believes that I'm the Messiah, and drinks my blood, is in covenant relationship with me, dwells in me, and I in him. And as the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eats me, or believes that I'm the Messiah, even he shall live by me. So let's see how eating his flesh is associated with believing in him, or believing the gospel of Yeshua. In Exodus chapter 12 verse 8 it says, And they shall eat the flesh, that is, of the Passover lamb. The word flesh is the Strong's number 1320, it's the Hebrew word basar. So we can see, basar means flesh. It's generic in the sense it could be a flesh of an animal, a flesh of a human. And we have the Strong's number 1319, which also is Basar. And we see here that the meaning of it is to bear news, to publish good tidings, to preach, to announce salvation. And we can see the occurrence of the Hebrew word Basar from the Strong's number 1319 in Isaiah chapter 52, verse 7. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that brings good tidings. Basar, which also means flesh or meat in Hebrew, that publishes peace, that brings good tidings, Basar, that publishes salvation, that says unto Zion, your God reigns. We can see how the word Basar is translated as good tidings, which is rendered in the New Testament as the gospel. From Isaiah chapter 61 verse 1, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings, Basar, unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. So from the Hebrew, we can see how when Yeshua said, you need to eat my flesh, he's doing a word play on the Hebrew word for flesh, which is basar, which, as we can see here, is rendered as good tidings or the gospel. So eating his flesh is believing on him or believing the gospel of Yeshua. Next, we're going to see that the literal instruction was the lamb was to be eaten with the staff in your hand. In Exodus chapter 12, verse 11, it is written, And thus you shall eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand. You shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's 
Passover. So what's the spiritual meaning of eating the lamb, which we see is believing in Yeshua with the staff in your hand? First, let us see the spiritual meaning of eat it in haste. We should quickly be willing to leave the ways of the world and the world system and the cares of the world to follow Yeshua. In Luke chapter 19, verses 5 and 6, it is written, And when Yeshua came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste, meaning quickly leave where you're at, come down. For today I must abide at your house. And he made haste, and he came down and received him joyfully. So the literal commandment is the head of the lamb must be eaten. Since Yeshua is the Passover lamb, we're to eat his head. So what would that mean? That means we need to have the mind of Messiah. Exodus chapter 12, verses 8 and 9. And they shall eat the flesh on that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs shall you eat it. Eat it not raw, nor sodden at all with water, but roast with fire his head with his legs and with the pertinence thereof. So the head of the lamb represents the mind of Messiah. And believers in Messiah are to have his mind or his thoughts or see things the way he describes in his word. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 it is written, Let this mind be in you which is also in Messiah Yeshua. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 16 it is written, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he might instruct him? We have the mind of Messiah. That is through believing in him and by having a spirit. His spirit reveals his mind which is in his word our mind should be renewed in messiah romans chapter 12 verse 2 be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good the acceptable and the perfect will of god and then paul wrote in ephesians chapter 4 verse 23 be renewed in the spirit of your mind the torah god's word god's instruction is to be written upon our mind which means we should think of it meditate upon it day and night Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6 and verse 8, it is written, And these words which I command you this day shall be in your heart, and you shall bind them for a sign upon your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. Romans chapter 7, verse 25, it is written, I thank God through Yeshua Messiah our Lord. So Paul writes, With my mind I serve the Torah of God, but in my flesh the law of sin. Literally, the instruction for the children of Israel who killed the Passover lamb, the legs of the lamb must be eaten. From Exodus chapter 12, verses 8 and 9, verse 8, it says, You shall eat the flesh in that night. And then in verse 9, you shall eat his head, his legs, with the pertinence thereof. What spiritually does this mean? Our legs represent our walk with Yeshua. And how are we to walk or live our lives in him? We're to follow his Torah by his spirit. Colossians chapter 2 verse 6 it is written, As ye have therefore received Messiah Yeshua the Lord, so walk. That means to live your life in him. First John chapter 2 verse 6 it is written, He that says he abides in him, he that says he's a believer in Yeshua as the Messiah, ought himself to walk. That means to live our lives even as he walked. And how did Yeshua walk? He kept the commandments of his father. So he instructs those who believe on him in John chapter 14 verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. His commandments is referring to his teaching, his instruction, his Torah. In 1 John chapter 5 verse 3 it is written, For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not against us. They're not hard, they're not burdensome, they're not grievous. 
So the legs of the lamb refers to our walk in believing in the lamb. And we're to keep his commandments. We're to walk in his Torah. And walking in his Torah is walking in truth. Psalm 119 verse 142. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness and your Torah is the truth. Psalm 86 verse 11. Teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. First John chapter 1 verse 6 it is written, If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, which means we don't follow his teaching, his instruction, his commandments, his Torah, we lie and we don't do the truth. Well, that's going to conclude part six of the series on the subject, Our Spiritual Journey from Egypt to the Promised Land. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.